As a nod to the pre-British invasion era of rock and roll, the school in the 1971 musical and 1978 film Grease was dubbed Bobby Rydell High in honor of Mr. Rydell. Icon of the Wildwood mural dedication on May 23, 2014, Bobby Rydell talks about his time spent in Wildwood. May 23, 2014 marked the dedication of the Icon of the Wildwoods mural by Bobby Rydell along the boardwalk in Wildwood, New Jersey. Continue reading by Dan DeLuca. Kiss and Time Wild One and Wildwood Days singer Bobby Rydell, 79, who rose to fame as a South Philadelphia teen idol and maintained a six-decade career in show business has died. He passed away on Tuesday afternoon at Jefferson Abington Hospital, according to his marketing and event coordinator, Maria Novi. He had many health issues going back to 2012, when he underwent two kidney and liver transplants, and his death was unexpected, she said. Due to Mr. Rydell's ill health, Philadelphia DJ Jerry Blavitt had scheduled him to perform at the Kimmel Center in January. He died from complications of pneumonia not related to COVID-19, says Novi. According to Blavitt, Linda Hoffman, Mr. Rydell's wife, was at the hospital with him. Mr. Bobby Rydell, along with Frankie Avalon, Chubby Checker, and Fabian Forte, was one of four South Philly teen idols that Dick Clark's Philadelphia-based television show, American Bandstand, helped to bring to a national audience in the late 1950s and early 1960s. Read more. June Brown, EastEnders.Cotton dies aged 95. Three awards win by Foo Fighters at Early Grammys 2022. Elon Musk has purchased a $3 billion stake in Twitter. Tommy James described Mr. Rydell as a good friend and one of my idols on Twitter. It is with great sadness that we say his final farewells. Low-cut Connie's Adam Weiner called him a South Philly legend. Bobby did the greatest version of Volare ever. After winning a talent contest on Paul Waitman's TV Teen Club in 1950, he changed his stage name from Robert Ritterelli to Rydell. The Everly Brothers took him to Australia in 1960, and he headlined the Copacabana in New York City as the city's youngest performer in 1961. Countless singles followed his 1959 signing with Philadelphia-based label, then named Cameo Records, later renamed Cameo Parkway. After Kiss and Time, We Got Love, and Little Bitty Girl, he had his first and second million-selling albums. Volare by Domenico Modugno and Wildwood Days by Philly-area Jersey Shore goers became a song of celebration and nostalgia for generations to come in the 1960s. Along with Anne Margaret and Dick Van Dyke, he appeared in the film adaptation of the hit musical Bye Bye Birdie in the same year. Rydell High, the name of the high school in Greece, was named after him because of his association with the pre-British invasion era of vintage rock and roll. As far as teen idol singers go, he had the best pipes. In other words, he could sing Sinatra or any other style. Play volare and enjoy. He had a good sense of humor. He was a drummer. He had a great ability to mimic other people's voices. Red Skelton frequently appeared on his show. He could have been as famous as Bobby Darin, but he didn't want to leave Philadelphia. As young as seven years old, Adrio Rydell, Mr. Rydell's father, began taking him to South Philadelphia nightclubs like the RDA Club and the Erie Social Club to see if his musically gifted son could join the house band and play drums. Elvis Presley's military service in 1958 put an end to Presley's pop stardom, but he and others like Fabian and Checker helped fill the void for pompadour-wearing teen heartthrobs in the wake of his absence. Mr. Rydell's answer to the question, what is your favorite song in your repertoire? would come easily to him.
It was Wildwood Days, a tribute to the beach town he could visit as a child growing up in a South Philly row house. In that town, his grandmother ran a boarding house. This is the Jersey Shore's national anthem, he explained. In 1961, Mr. Rydell's father resigned from his position as a foreman at the Electro Night Carbon Company to become Mr. Rydell's manager on the road. Some time later, Mr. Rydell moved in with him in Penn Valley, where he remained until his 2019 move to Blue Bell with his parents and grandparents. As soon as Bandstand relocated to Los Angeles and the Beatles arrived, the big hit stopped pouring in for the Philadelphia teen idols. Rydell, on the other hand, continued to perform. Alcoholism is the name given to Mr. Rydell's memoir, which he claims began in 1992, when his first wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. I had no right to be sorry for myself, he wrote in Teen Idol. In my mind, I had figured out how to get to where I was. Drinking had taken a terrible toll on my body, causing my liver and kidneys to fail. No one but myself was to blame. A nurse and an X-ray technologist, Hoffman was Mr. Rydell's bridegroom in 2009. In 2013, he underwent heart bypass surgery after undergoing a 20-hour double kidney and liver transplant in the previous year. With Forte and Avalon in particular, Mr. Rydell continued to perform, despite the fact that his face is plastered all over South Philadelphia and Wildwood's murals. Rydell played about 30 shows a year with the Golden Boys and as a solo act prior to the onset of the pandemic. Although the band reunited in August for a show in Lancaster, Florida, Mr. Rydell was unable to perform in January. Lou Christie, the singer, stepped in for him. One of the shows at the Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, originally scheduled for March, had been moved to June because of Novi's illness. When Novi first met Mr. Rydell and Hoffman, he was performing on a malt shop memories cruise, and Mr. Rydell just sat and talked and took pictures with everybody, Novi recollected. For him, it was all about his hometown and he'd never forget that. His refusal to sign an autograph was unprecedented in my experience. When the car arrived, he'd sign an autograph on the roof for us while we were waiting. You could tell he didn't have any sort of self-importance in his demeanor. Jennifer Doolin and Robert Ritterelli are the only two of Mr. Rydell's children who are still alive. No funeral or memorial service plans have been finalized at this time. Even though Elon Musk is an ardent Twitter user, he didn't tweet about his new Twitter investment. Those who know Musk predict that his 9.2% share, which he now holds passively, will not remain that way for long. In his first step, he launched a poll asking if people wanted an edit button, something that had been long requested and potentially something that he himself needed to use. No one was surprised when he announced that he would join Twitter's board of directors. It became evident to us in recent weeks through conversations with Elon that he would add enormous value to our board, Twitter CEO Parag Agarwal wrote in a tweet on Tuesday. This person is exactly what we need, according to him, as a fervent believer and intense critic of the service. When asked about it later, Musk said he was excited about the prospect of making changes at the social media behemoth. Dan Ives, an analyst at Wedbush Securities, calls Musk's 9.2% investment in the social media company iPopping, amounting to 73.5 million shares in the social network. The platform's shares rose on Monday after it was revealed that Tesla founder Elon Musk had become the company's top shareholder, increasing the stake's value to over $3 billion. Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, stepped down as CEO in November and Musk's stake is four times bigger than Dorsey's. 
As a result of his substantial stake in Twitter, Mr. Ives believes that the South African entrepreneur is now laser-fixed on the microblogging service. This passive stake is only the beginning of a conversation with the Twitter board and management that might eventually evolve to an active stake and a more aggressive ownership role for Twitter, he said. Read more. Elon Musk has purchased a $3 billion stake in Twitter. Russian Invasion of Ukraine, Innovative Solution of Elon Musk Why Elon Musk Wants to Go to Mars Musk has a love-hate relationship with the social media platform Twitter. As a frequent tweeter with over 80 million followers, he is no stranger to controversy on the social networking site of Twitter. Twitter appears to be a good fit for his impetuous nature, since he recently asked Twitter people if he should sell 10% of his Tesla stock, to which they enthusiastically agreed. It resulted in the sale of around $5 billion, 3.7 billion pounds, of shares in the company in November. Following an allegation by the UN's World Food Programme, WFP, director, he had previously offered to write out a $6 billion check if the organization explained how it would be utilized to alleviate global hunger. But he's also gotten himself into problems for his tweeting. Tesla's lawyers were required to pre-approve certain tweets after an SEC probe into a 2018 post about Tesla's shares ended with an agreement. If that is the case, we don't know for sure yet. For whatever reason, the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, has marked his Twitter share filings with the disclaimer, not applicable, which would normally state that he has no intention of exerting influence on the firm. The deal's timing has also sparked concerns, and Musk may find himself at odds with banking regulators once more. On March 14, he submitted paperwork to invest in Twitter, but it wasn't made public until this week. The acquisition of 5% of a firm is subject to disclosure under U.S. securities legislation within 10 days of the purchase. The right to freedom of expression Musk is increasingly using Twitter to gauge the mood of the public as well as his own businesses. As soon as his investment with the SEC had been filed, he questioned Twitter users whether they considered that free expression was fundamental to a healthy democracy and whether Twitter adhered to this ideal. According to Alexandra Cerrone, Cornell University's assistant professor of computer science, this is proof that he intends to utilize his newly acquired interest in Twitter to attempt to influence Twitter practices. Others, on the other hand, have more pressing concerns. According to Howard Fisher, a partner at Moses and Singer legal firm, these inquiries might be considered as a kind of market manipulation considering that he had previously purchased a share in Twitter. I do believe that the SEC is going to investigate whether or not they can bring accusations of manipulation and failing to file, he said. Clearly, Mr. Agrawal is keeping a close eye on him. According to his edit button poll, which presently has more than 2 million responses, carefully voting is encouraged.